Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your honorable DJ Metal Monkey, and this is episode 162. And I am your host, the honorable DJ Metal Monkey. <laughs> yeah, the topic of the day is change with the seasons. That's what it means, change with the seasons. That means every time a season changes, you need to change. Everybody always talking about... uh. I'm not going to change up. I'm the same OG. Well, you can't be the same OG. You got to get older. You got to change. And you got to learn. You know what I mean? So things change, you know? Even if you're doing the same thing. I mean, you drank water all your life. So, I mean, even if you're drinking, you're drinking water, you just drink it a different way, though. You don't drink it the same way you, you did when you was a toddler. I mean, after a while, you started holding the cup different. So that's what I mean by changing with the seasons. When it gets cold outside, put sleeves on. When the spring come in, you kind of put some joggers on. And then in the summer, you can put your shorts on. You know what I mean? And and, and repeat the cycle, you know. So uh, that's what I mean about today. And I and I encourage y'all to do that. Y'all check out uh, some of the stuff I be checking out. Uh, like when I'm working, when, when it's business time, when it's crunch time. I put on business shit. Like whatever, whatever I'm studying, that's what the fuck I put on in the background. Uh don't really put on no, no bullshit because it'll deter me motivation is everything you constantly need to stay stimulated while working on your craft uh, i promise you that's that's a jewel right there i just dropped on y'all well y'all know everybody out there cold I, I knew it was cold when i looked out in texas and motherfuckers out there that is usually 120 degrees it's fucking seven degrees out there Somebody was minus in Texas. Somebody was minus 10 or some shit like that. It was crazy than a motherfucker. Craziest shit in the world. So uh, I'm going to bring this news weather alert to y'all. Brought to y'all by uh, 11, uh, somebody out here in Atlanta. Check this out. Uh, is it going to start? Possibly ice related in one of them. This is the Buford Spring Connector. And this one's a real mess right here. I was right behind behind it right before this thing happened got stuck in it actually but this is a way around if you for spring connector southbound piedmont road that car went up, up against that median wall all, all southbound lanes are blocked one, one right north no i had to cut him off man like that's I, I i don't know what was going on with the news for a second um but yeah it's slippery outside it's it's slippery like a motherfucker um and it's it's ridiculous. Like y'all better be safe out there while y'all riding. Um, another thing in the news today, we got okay. Here go y'all's president Joe Biden. Uh, he say uh, be cracking a joke when asked about what it's like in the White House now. <laughs> Here's ass go. Spent a great deal of time at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Except now you're living there and you're president. It's been four weeks. What's it like? How's it different? I get up in the morning and look at Joe and say, where the hell are we? Uh, no, it's, um, look, it's, uh, you know, I, I've only been president four weeks. And sometimes, uh, because things are moving so fast, not because of burden, it feels like uh. four years. It's not because of the burden. It's because there's so much happening that you focus on, you're constantly focusing on one pro problem or opportunity, one right odd seriatim. I think he crumbled. But what happens is that it's uh, what I didn't realize. I had been in the Oval Office a hundred times as vice president or more, more than that yeah. um, every morning. 
uh, for the initial meetings. I but think you're crumbling under pressure. Up in the residence. And one of the things that I don't know about you all, but I was raised in a way that you didn't look for anybody to wait on you. Um, and it's uh, where I find myself extremely self conscious. They're wonderful people who work at the White House. But someone, you know, standing there and, you know, making sure I hands me my suit coat or. You had never been in the residence of the White House. I I I'd only been upstairs in the in the yellow room. You know the the the, the oval upstairs. I don't know. I've never been there either. But no. <laughs> and, uh, but it's uh. But it, look, the the people down there are wonderful, and I find that um, <laughs> uh. You know, like my dad. You've heard me say this before. My dad used to say, "Everybody, everybody's entitled to be treated with respect." And it's uh, interesting how, how decent and uh, incredible these folks are. Is it different than you expect? So I would go on, but that, I'm not going to go on. That's enough. Man, Joe Biden is, is, is clearly very old. Uh, I don't know. That man's probably high stress. He, he didn't know that motherfucker was going to be aiming at his ass every single day when he got up in there. He did anything to win and he won and he's in there. So, like, I don't know, man. We, we have to see. We have to see what Joe Biden got going on. Um, because this shit is crazy. And uh, my quote of the day is uh, by Peter Marshall. It is, okay, let me see here. May, may we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to do what is right. Okay, I guess I'll say that again. May we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to do what is right. And that is by Peter Marshall. I think that's a pretty good-ass quote. Look that motherfucker up real fast for y'all. Hey, if y'all got any questions, uh, anything, any suggestions about the show, won't you text me at 404-918-9659. Yes. That's 404-918-9659. Y'all text the show and y'all let me know what the fucking deal is. And I'll answer that shit during the week. Yeah. Don't be trying to catch me on social media thinking I'm about to goddamn respond to your shit all the goddamn time. This shit kind of getting crazy. And there's only one person. It ain't even a lot of people. I love when people hit me up. But it's one particular person. Always sending me a goddamn picture of, of some shit that I already got on my timeline. I wonder why this dude don't understand that I got the same friends as him and more. Crazy shit. So that's why the DM shit starting to get kind of crazy. It's funny as fuck though. I mean that motherfucker probably he's probably about to uh, fucking hit me up right now, right now. So if y'all up right now, man, go to my page, any page, and. Just know that I'm I'm probably there waiting on this motherfucker here to send me some corny shit. All right. In um, mo more news, I got some more shit for y'all. Yo, so they say the war against uh, coronavirus is getting out of motherfucking hand. You know, California. Everybody's moving from California and going to Texas. Um, that's a that's big as fuck right now. I'm talking about everybody's going. It's it's no joke. They migrating. And right now, it's a winter storm out of this world. It's, I mean, I'm telling y'all, this storm is bad. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, man, you in a storm. Damn, man. I feel bad for you, bro. Uh, 
But yeah, man, uh, here go a little bit about this coronavirus shit, though, man. Uh, like coronavirus wars. I mean, this is on the news tonight. I'm going to share this with y'all. This morning, I want y'all to chill and think about shit like this. Are you ride to work? Here we go. COVID has looked very different in California among the strictest lockdowns. We are announcing uh, and introducing a regional stay-at-home order in the state of California. In Florida, video after video of lax mask wearing and a much faster push to reopen. We've lifted our state up. We've saved our economy. But both states have seen similar improvements in the last few weeks. About a month ago, California had 56 hospitalizations per 100,000 residents. Florida had 35. Now they're similar. As for total COVID cases, California has about 8,600 per 100,000 people. Florida, about 8,400. And if you compare COVID curves for both states, while Florida was hit harder per capita during that first spike, they're pretty similar, considering California's population is nearly double. Leading some to question whether lockdowns like those in California have been effective. Experts say it's complicated. People act locally. So even though California had a statewide stay-at-home order, people in, for example, San Diego, Los Angeles, Orange County, were still moving about, and there were still crowds forming. Other factors may have contributed to Florida's improvement, such as fewer people traveling there from the Northeast and more of the state's older population becoming eligible for the vaccine. You had the governor not issue strict stay-at-home orders, but you did see some towns react by putting into place measures that really discouraged in-person gatherings. But as both states grapple with the economic fallout and the social impact on children, a heated public health debate is underway. Gabe Gutierrez, NBC News. So yeah, this pandemic shit, man, it's, it's, do, it's taking a toll on the, the economy, man. Like, I don't know in what way, but I know this, as people, we'll make a way, though, like real shit. We're going to make a way. We're going to find a way to do, uh, to operate, like, just eventually. Like, when some people say, is it going to go back to normal? I don't think nothing ever goes back to nothing. You know what I mean? I think if we only go in the future. We only go forward. We only add minutes. So we just got to find a way and make a way. You know, that's that's just what it is, man. Uh, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of people just out of place and all that shit. But uh, anyway, y'all heard about that goddamn Meek Mill? Meek Mill motherfucking spit on uh. Takashi or whatever, that's a fucking lie. Both of them probably snitches. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I can't say shout out to him. I don't know him like that. But, like, yo, Mika, right? And uh, Takashi, y'all know what he did. So, it is what it is. And that's crazy that that made news. But uh, that's probably the most craziest news of this week. You know what I mean? Seriously, outside of what's going on natural disaster-wise. Natural disasters, we got a lot of shit going on, but I want y'all to invest y'all money, uh, put that shit up when you got a chance. I mean, as soon as you hear this voice, do it, man. I'm telling you, man, it saves time, you know, and find something to do. Use your creativity. Uh, instead of spending money, man, like, do, do you know, create a new life. It's a new season, like I said. Hey, it's a new season. Do something new. Dress different. Act different. All right. Okay, I heard uh, in this one, uh, this article today, it says uh, her daughter's class wasn't teaching 
Black History Month, so she took matters in her own hands. Okay, let's see what's happened to her. Uh, when Chauncey Boyd Rogers uh, realized her five-year-old daughter, Ava, wasn't learning about Black History Month in her pre-kindergarten pre classroom, she took action. See, it was February 2015, and I looked at the calendar, and I saw that they didn't have anything planned, she said, adding that the school in Orlando typically acknowledged other cultural celebrations and holidays I didn't want her to miss out. I wanted her to know that the month of February is dedicated to celebrating black lives. So I decided to teach her myself, said Boyd. Uh, and this is a 37-year-old mother. And um, so this is what she said. She, um, she wanted to teach her daughter about uh, many black women who blazed a trail before her. Boyd Rogers was determined to find the concept that would resonate with the five-year-old girl. <clears throat> she admitted uh, it wasn't easy, and it's not easy uh, trying to teach a child about black history or about their history when uh, most of the TV shows and uh, media and things like that are not of them. You know what I'm saying? And there's few options to actually see like a little black kid or something like that on these TV shows. Now it's, now it's better than it used to be when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? But Ava has a crazy imagination and at the time she loves to play dress up. So I decided I would dress her up as different people each day and teach her about what person has done and why is it relevant to her history, said Boyd Rogers, who lives outside of Dallas. Now, what, what is it? She lives in Orlando outside of Dallas. Oh, that was back when she lived in Orlando. So now she's lived in Dallas. Okay. Uh, uh, the elaborate mother-daughter project became an annual tradition. And now at age 11, Ava is still dressing up as a uh, different black trailblazer every day this month. Ava has portrayed uh, Phyllis Wheatley, Michelle Obama, Ella Fitzgerald, Oprah Winfrey, Condoleezza Rice, Harriet Tubman, uh, Robin Roberts, Serena Williams, Amanda Gorman and countless other iconic figures, as well as some lesser-known, still-inspiring black women. Uh, the portrayals are often based on her current interests, said Boyd Rogers, who is a freelance editor. For instance, Ava says she wants to be a journalist and follow my path, so journalist and activist Ida B. Wells was a natural choice. <laughs> so that's what she picked to be. Uh, Shout-out to them. Shout-out to them. That's That's a... Nice little cute project, man, you know. And I think we need to start getting people to embrace their race. You know what I mean? Like, since we, I'm always on this topic of racism, get people to embrace their race and, and know how to, like, like, when you like your own shit, you definitely can appreciate somebody else's. But if it's something about you that you hate, man, you can't hate that shit, man. You got to appreciate that shit first. Like, that's for real. That's why, like, I don't have to say anything about me being Haitian and Jamaican. I mean, I don't have to say that, but I do say it because it matters. Like, what are you? Like, what are you first? You know what I mean? So, and that's why I say that, you know. I don't speak a lick of Creole, none of that shit. Y'all know that. All right. All right. Driving uh, toward a 2030 phase out of gas cars in Washington State. Yes, they about to get rid of them gas cars on y'all ass. Legislative leaders in Washington state are not waiting for the market to deliver an all-electric vehicle. Uh, 
EV Future, they are taking matters into their own hands with a little bit, bit that will require all model year 2030 and later cars to be electric. Yes, uh, the passage of Clean Cars 2030 bill would make Washington uh, state the first in the country to legislate the shift of 100% EVs leapfrogging ahead of California uh, with its executive order calling for the phase out of new gas powered uh, cars in 2035. <coughs> so, yeah. So if you're in Washington State, just know in 2030, if you got a gas car, you fucked because it's, it's over with. You can't drive that piece of shit. I'm going to tell y'all, man. Y'all flossing a lot of cars. I see niggas buying Bentleys and shit. Just think if you got you a, you just bought you a tight ass Bentley and you stay in Washington State. You trying to go gas that motherfucker up and drive, and it's 2030. It's 2029 on that ass, and you trying to sell that motherfucker so bad. Because guess what? Ain't going to be nowhere to get gas, baby. It ain't. I'm telling you. Yep, for your lawnmower. <laughs> Y'all got to get lawnmower gas. And then where the fuck? Like, because the gas stations are apparently going to shut down on that ass. You know what I mean? That's some crazy shit, man. Um... But if they do do that, I mean, right now, the electric cars can only go, like, you charge them up, and I think they go, like, 300 miles. That's not far. Like, if you running from the cops or something, if you running from uh, X, it don't even matter, man. It's a fucking wrap. I'm dead serious. Like, 300 and something miles? I mean, that's nice. I love you, Elon Musk, but we got to be able to go further than that, baby. Like, <laughs> it's 2021. I mean... Come on, people, think. If that's what we do for a living. See, I told y'all, technology is not as far as y'all think it is. Because, I mean, right now, I would think that we would be doing that. And I'm saying that, acknowledging that I have put zero effort into the plan of making a new car. <laughs> but right now, I would think our cars would be like uh, bumper cars by now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Either be able to float on air or something. Like... It's just very unimpressive. Uh, okay. Uh, let me see. We got... Uh, yeah, I got some new... I got a new, another track for y'all today. I'm going to play that shit for y'all in a second. But uh, we got a lot of shit. Uh, they got the Democrats going fucking crazy as normal. Y'all better watch out for the Democrats. Or you might be Democrat. Shit, you better watch out for the Republicans. That's the game that y'all play. That's crazy. I mean, people don't stand on those laws, man. They just, they just, that's just like some shit that's put out there. For real, for real. Um, What else I want to talk to y'all about? Oh, yeah, the four H's. I want y'all, because I was listening to Earl Nightingale. And like I'm telling y'all, peace, prosperity. I'm sending all of that to y'all. And I want y'all to send that back to me too. Uh, yeah, let me see. Let me see where that shit at. It's the four H's. And I wanted y'all because Earl Nightingale was spitting that truth. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's what the fuck. Now, if I could just find the four H's for y'all. Y'all give me a second. It ain't like I got. Y'all hear my chill hop playing in the background, right? Yeah. I got that on. All right. Uh. I don't know if I'm out of 4-H for y'all today. Because uh, I damn sure can't find it all of a sudden. And um, it's it's good because Earl Nightingale, and I want y'all to go to him. Earl Nightingale, 
Alan Watts. If y'all if y'all looking for some good old chill lectures with music behind it, check out that Terrence McKenna, Alan Watts. I mean, just vibe out to all of that stuff. Um, well, I gotta say, I got a message uh, for today. Uh, my advice. I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all my advice before I go to thumbing around uh, looking for that. Uh, buy from within your community for a healthy community and a sure safe future. Every dollar spent outside of your community could be funding evil and ill practices, policies, and poverty. Uh, please be sure to visit djmetalmonkey.info and subscribe for a free copy of my book. Well, I ain't got a free copy. What you can do is go to the magazine, djmetalmonkey.info, and uh, hit me up. You know what I mean? Check it out. Go to the website. Oh yeah, okay, my dude, my dude Earl Nightingale, I'm sitting out listening, chilling, and I listen to him, I used to listen to Bob Proctor a while back, and then I kind of was like, let me get who he used to learn from, so like, Earl Nightingale is the guy who pretty much taught Bob Proctor, so I listened to his lectures and stuff like that, and he said, these are things that will keep you broke, this will keep you in poverty, it will keep your ass down, and I want to get you, get you out of poverty, man, and and keep us out of poverty, man. So one thing is, uh, the four horsemen will always jump in your way. And one of them is, the first one is illiteracy, not knowing, illiteracy, just not knowing, plain not knowing. That will fuck you up, man. Just not knowing, being unaware of your surroundings, uh, not, you know, not taking heed to signs, all of that. Uh, superstition is another one. Superstition will take up your time. Superstition will have you, uh, fixed. It'll have you fixed thinking a certain way and you'll be blind to many other things. I was at one point stuck on superstition. Now I, I go with life. I, I go with what's going on. However, the universe bend it. That's the way I'm looking at it. Um, poverty. Poverty is another one. When you're in poverty, man, you can't even think. You're, you're too busy. It's a place. It's hell. Y'all want to know where hell is? That's where poverty is. Poverty is where you constantly need, want, have to have. It's an ongoing cycle of, uh, it's it's hell. It's literal hell, you know? Um, and, then, and the last one is fear. And fear is something like, fear is like a movie uh, that's, Fear is not even a movie trailer. Fear is like thinking of a movie that's not even there yet. And uh, actually acting like it's that. Well, that's a bad analogy. That's a bad analogy. Fear is just something created, man. Like dead serious. It's like a thought. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a created thought and it's a bad possibility. It's bad affirmation. That's what fear is. Fear is literally asking, asking for sabotage. Believing sabotage could happen. You know what I'm saying? Accepting sabotage or creating sabotage for yourself. So one is uh, the four horsemen are always remember illiteracy, superstition, poverty, and fear are the four horsemen that will always come at you and try to keep you from achieving your goals. So that's my advice of the day. And that's come from Earl Nightingale. Now... I want y'all to understand that failure is duality. Just like I said in my last podcast, man, I want y'all to understand that failure, try, and error. I was going over um, building this podcast and shit like that. 
and uh, you know, and, and just working on these podcasts is new and stuff like that. Man, you gotta think, man. I, I stopped and thought about it, and I was thinking I was getting ready to start giving advice, and just like I said, there's no such thing as advice. It only, only when you when you become wise, that's when you become silent. You know what I mean? Because I could tell you a million ways to start a podcast, but I guarantee you, man, you're going to have to go out there and try that shit. Man, I don't fucking know. Like, can't nobody tell you what that, like, Mark Cuban can't tell you how to be Mark Cuban. Like, dead ass. Like, he'll be all day talking about all kinds of different shit that he did. But you cannot follow the exact steps. I mean, what if, it was just that one morning he felt good, ate a bowl of cereal and, and 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 somehow lucked up and it was just the perfect time and it was the right guy he met. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't prefab that. So like I don't know. Y'all keep your head up. Remember failure is duality. Failure just brings you back to the starting plate to where you can now start off with experience. That's what failure is. So I embrace it. Everybody should embrace that failure and just keep going, keep trying, keep doing better at, at, at any cost, man. Fuck people, man. You know, fuck people, man. Whoever you are out there listening to this, man, fuck people. You can do anything. Um, and, uh, you know, people always say nobody's perfect. I, I believe we are perfect. I believe uh, human activity is what humans do. You know what I mean? Like you could say a fucking bird is a bird ain't people don't say birds aren't perfect people don't say that people don't say fish aren't perfect you know we only say humans aren't perfect but we're perfect in the way we are yes we are you know what i mean uh when we go to doing bullshit that's when that's when this the, the imperfectness happens we, we go against nature that's imperfect you know so go forward in life don't be distracted and um yes i have uh getting ready to go to my this day in history. Let me see. All right, now uh, I have this day in his history brought to you by the Honorable DJ Metal Monkey, and visit me at the Honorable DJ Metal Monkey dot info. And if y'all have questions or anything y'all want me to talk about topics on the show, remember to hit me up through text message text. 404-918-9659. Yes, this day in history. Yeah, okay. Cicely Tyson. Yeah, she just recently died. She just, uh, actually, up. Uh, she recently transformed. Her season is still going. Okay, uh, this day in history, December 19, 1933, actress Cicely Tyson was born in New York City. Oscar-nominated actress Cicely Tyson was born in New York City. Um, Tyson starred in many groundbreaking television films roles involving the black experience in America, including Roots Sounder, a woman called Moses, in which she portrayed the abolitionist Harriet Tubman. Her performance uh, with the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman won her, won her two Grammy Emmy, blah, Emmy Awards in 1974, and she became the first black woman to win an honorary Academy Award in, in two, 2018. Uh, most recently, uh, Tyson was seen in 2011's uh, The Help, 
and in Shonda Rhimes' ABC drama How to Get Away with Murder, and in several Tyler Perry films, uh, including Madea's Family Reunion and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Her manager, Larry Thompson, confirmed to Variety on Thursday, January 28th, that Tyson had passed away at the age of 96. Uh, there were no further details about the cause of death. I'm quite sure it was old age. The lady was 96 years old, man. Come on. These journalists kill me, man. These, they kill me, man. Yeah, shout out to whoever the fuck wrote this one. Um, I have managed Miss Tysley, uh, Miss Tyson's, uh, says Larry Thompson, her manager. I have managed Miss Tyson's career for over 40 years, and each year was a privilege and a blessing. Thompson uh, said the statement, Cicely thought uh, of her new memoir as a Christmas tree decorated with all of the ornaments of her personal and professional life. Today, she has placed the last ornament, a star on the top of the tree, R.I.P. to Cicely Tyson. And that is today's history in Black History Month, Cicely Tyson. Let's do it. Let's go. And now, for the moment you motherfuckers been waiting on and the end of this podcast this is your honorable DJ Metal Monkey and y'all know I love producing records I love producing them records I do I do I really do and this is one I'm gonna leave y'all with and I want y'all to vibe to this and come back to this episode every time and listen to it alright I'm gonna leave y'all with a jam this is episode 162 of the Honorable DJ Metal Monkey Radio Show. <laughs> All right. Wright lived the hard life he promoted through his music. He's a self-admitted drug dealer with a criminal record. He's been in and out of jail more than 40 times. Wright is married with a young child but admits to fathering seven children by six other women. Stars publicist.
break bread with me. Nigga, it's your man with me. Thought we was people, you're supposed to spend your cash with me. I'm in your last with me. Hold me down, give me a whip, give me a bitch, and let her blow me down. I'm so gutter, I'm so slick, I'm so grimy. I promise you something, and I bet you you don't find me. Look, I'ma eat, purchase whatever I please. CO, give me the keys, Aubrey, I need two of these. I'ma buy cars, I'ma get clothes, I'ma rock jewels, I'ma fuck. For your love, babe Those are things I can't get used to No matter how I try It's like the more you give, the more I want And baby, that's no lie I'm a radical nuisance, yep. and I'm back on my bullshit. Yep. Went from lashing on ruthless to hanging rappers from nooses. Okay. You ain't gotta like me, but like a magnet, you stick. Breaking these niggas is easy, like snapping a toothpick. <laughs> Your whole gimmick's a fraud, you just casting illusions. Bro. That's how niggas get ran up on and crack with a broomstick. <laughs> Watch what my promo does to your whole buzz. You're dead. I don't show no love to homo thugs. My haters never show their face, they usually try to hide. But when they see me at my shows, I'm who they truly idolize. I keep a handful of ugly groupies, I deny no. And if they ever showed up at my crib by surprise First of all, I'd like to thank God Second of all, I'd like to thank my whole entire Jeffo family On both sides, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd like to tell Tupac to keep his guards up We ride with him And what I'm saying, I'd like to say Any artist out there want to be an artist And want to stay a star don't want to, don't have to worry about the negative producer trying to be all in the video, all on the record, dancing. Come to Jeff Rock. When it hit, you feel no pain. White folks said controls your brain. I know that. That's game, man. We ready for that. Two soldiers headed the pack. Matter of fact, who got the gold? And where my army at? Try to attack and not react. Back to beats, it don't reflect on how many records get sold on sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Whether your project put on hold in the real world. These just people with ideas. They just like me and you when the smoke and cameras disappear again. The real world is bigger than all these fake, fake records. Wait, po folks got the millions and my woman's disrespect. If you check one, two, my word of advice to you is just relax. Just do what you got to do. If that don't work, then kick the facts. If you a fighter, ride about a flame, ignite a crowd, excited. Oh, you wanna just get high and just say it. But then if you a lie, lie, pants on fire, wolf cry, agent with a why, I'm gonna know it when I play it. It's bigger than His name is 50 Cent. You telling me this nigga colder than Jesus? <laughs> think about it. Think. It ain't illegal yet. Think. Don't just read shit and just believe it. Yeah, that's the truth. It's in the book that the white man gave me and now I don't have a country. Yo, man, I think the whole world is at war right now over motherfucking religion. 
That's all this Iraq shit is about. Can't sell dope if you sell hope, my nigga. So slide a nigga a banana when you see me in the streets of the ATL, my nigga ass. And I got all the drugs in the world that you need. We get high to pass time, but bitch, I ain't no fiend. I got money on my mind, I be stacking my green. Shorty say she like my style, I be dripping with ease. Please don't send me naked pictures, I don't like the BTs. Say she got that super soaker, well, girl, just let me see. I ain't worried about shit, these niggas ain't scaring me. I was destined for this life, this is my destiny. Friends wanna be friends when you doing the most. How you tell me you my bro, then you went out and told. Niggas my head spinning cause I'm Henny sipping. Girl, you need a big dog for that pretty kitten. <laughs> but if you like it, then I meant it. This thing nine inches, so I'ma just put the tip in. The body, I'ma lift it. The place you want to count on. Usually I eat, but tonight I'ma devour. The fried chicken cooking, she knocking over the flour. Fuck it, we clean it after. The chicken, we eat it after. You should see how I have it. Arms here, legs there. Look like we playing Twister. Came to have crossed the ocean. Why was it found in Egyptian mummies? could have been a lab contamination, it could have been a transfer contamination. Any number of the mummies that you would see in a museum today have traveled beyond getting buried in their tombs. And there's plenty of opportunities for contamination to occur. If it was housed in, for say, a crate that might have been used to hold something else at one point in time, there's opportunities for trace contamination there. So we know that there is no way the Egyptians made it all the way over to South America. Oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. Columbus, you can stop spinning in your grave now. But the question remains, how did cocaine get in the Egyptian mummies? Goddamn happen. I present you with the metal monkey.